Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com It's over. Did I just plug y'all's, y'all's entire company motto? Yeah, I was, think you that did. That was pretty much a commercial. So. Yeah. No shit. I might clip yeah. that for a commercial, actually. <laughs> that, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, is the Whiskey and Whitetails experience. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to episode 44 of Actually, Whiskey. Actually, 45. Well, no, we we're going to do 45. 40. 44 is released. It's their fault they didn't hear it. Episode 45. She has spoken. <clears throat> run it back. <laughs> I'll start it over then. Well, I'll leave it all in, but run it back. <sighs> Welcome to episode 45 of the Whiskey and Whitetails podcast. I I'm Gus. I'm Matt. And we are your hosts. This episode is sponsored by Gun Monkeys Armory, located in La Plata, Maryland, which I'm sure you're thinking, I don't live in Maryland, unless, of course, you do. Uh, But that's fine. If that's the case, you're also online at shop.gmarmory.com. They have a ridiculously huge selection of in-stock firearms, firearm accessories, and ammo. Uh, It really is true that they are supplying America with all their firearm needs, as they say, even offering financing options for folks. So check them out on Facebook and Instagram. Also on YouTube at GunMonkeysNation, shop.gmarmory.com, and use code WHISKEY to get $30 off your purchase. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Dom Gatto Photography, our executive producer and New York field operator who has some amazing photos available for purchase. One thing he talked about today was time. People wonder why prints of photos are usually have a high price tag, but what they don't realize is the amount of time they spend in the field capturing these images. While you sit at home, and want these things in your house or man cave and then go back to watching Netflix, Dom is out there freezing or sweating or trying to stay awake after being up all night with his new baby. That is what you're paying for. His travel to sites, scouting, time away from family, and relaxing behind the TV. If you think you can get these same quality photos from your iPhone at the zoo, go get a ticket and go try it out. If not, then you need to head over to domgottophoto.com, and when you get there, you can use code WHISKEY for 20% off, which is an insane amount of take off something. But that's what you'd expect from Dom quality, and generosity. So head on over there and check out what he's got. DomGottoPhoto.com This day is November 1st of the year 2021. Unless you're a Patreon member and you're hearing this on the 31st. Or maybe even Halloween. before. Sometimes I release on Thursdays. This Sometimes this month yeah. hooks you up. Sometimes I get in there good and early. You got a big hunk of cheese over there. Oh no, Matt's sober again. <laughs> So when, if you don't know, when Matt chooses to take breaks from drinking, he trades it for, uh, with cop- for copious amounts of dairy products. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, start chugging milk. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of chugging milk. <laughs> Dude, that was shit was wild. We'll get into that. Let me write that down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes Matt takes breaks from drinking. I hate using the third person. Sometimes I 
take extended alcohol breaks. It's good for all of us. Well, yeah. And it's, I'm it's a, not, 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 not you taking a break is good for all of us. It's good for everyone to take a break. I mean, it kind of <laughs> is good for all of us. Yeah. It's, uh, mm, sometimes I just have to. I have, you know, we all have reasons for doing things, but. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sober right now for probably, I'll probably do 30 days <clears throat> and then get back into it. Um, luckily, I got a bunch of content laid out that's uh, already good to go. For sure. Yeah. And so I'm doing, but I also do, I hate it when people are like, here's my diet and you should do my diet. Yeah. But I started doing keto probably before it was cool, like six years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We both tried it. Yeah. And I was keto for like two or three years. And then I started to get like carnivore ish where I was eating steaks, ribeye steaks and bacon every day. Raw, just breathing on it. Turns out that's really bad for you. <laughs> for me, everybody's body's different. Don't be write me angry letters. I'm carnivore. Okay. Yeah. I don't care. Um, as much as much as you don't care about my eating. But, yeah, so I quit doing it all for like two years. And the reason I started keto has resurfaced itself some back into keto. But yep. in order to like get really hard into it, you just got to – you can't drink. Because I'll drink a little bit, you know, and then yeah. I'll go home and drink a lot of it. <laughs> then I'll eat pizza. And also I got to get my body like in a routine. So I'm – this episode is power. Oh, um, I did reach out to Liquid Death. Oh, yeah? Because I'm a sparkling water kind of guy. Oh, you are? No, I don't never do it at a fancy restaurant. Just like. It's good for you, though. Still or or uh, sparkling. I always get still. Right. Or I'll just be like, tap water's fine. What do I look like? But privately alone, I drink sparkling water. Oh, I didn't know Liquid Death had sparkling water. Yeah, the black one. Oh, okay, cool. So this is not sponsored by them at all, but. That's what I'm drinking. And I reached out. I'm going to probably clip this. Liquid death. Delicious water that sparkles. And I'm going to send them that and then be like, hey, sponsor me. (laughs) Never know. Yeah. Worst they can say is no. They're going to say no, but. They might not. It's reverse psychology. I actually don't even want to sponsor you. I just want you to send me a case of this. Is it hard to find? Yeah. There's only like two gas stations here that have it. Well, we got to get our uh, our thing back. Yeah. So I took it. I also have to. I also have a, on my list finally to mount these to this back part so that they don't pick up as much of this noise. Sorry, folks. Well, we might be moving. Oh, that's also the, correct. So yeah, we'll let y'all comment the or just let us know. But we've been we had a we've considered it before doing the table this this way. Yeah. So we're facing so we're facing sitting looking at the camera like news anchors. We just never liked that because we like to talk to each other and then you're just kind of here watching us talk yeah, hanging out that was the point but i think i think people i think to the guy's point uh, someone gave some constructive criticism which we're all which we're, we're all, all about, about. So, jinx uh, we're totally open with or open to and i think what we need to eventually is to be able to run have someone here whether we have to pay them or not to run a two camera setup and toggle between us yeah. if we're going to do this um, I was looking at ways there's software to do it. I have the a, software. We need the computer. Oh, uh, really? Which was the discussion about the laptops yeah, we're yeah, getting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but does the does the software do it itself by where the noise is coming from, or do you have to toggle between it's the a, cameras? It's a button. I could sit here and push a button. Yeah, okay. Wouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah. Or I could put it on my foot. Oh, that would be fun. Click the button. Pedals. And then I can't find it. Yeah. I'm always looking for it. Gotcha. Because I was I was reading about them and people. Or we had an intern. Yeah, people were complaining about the the ones that do it automatically. There being a delay, and if multiple people are talking, it just like yeah like jumps back and forth. So it's better to have 
someone who can watch and kind of be in tune to the conversation to toggle between the two. But to our to our point, we're ex- going to experiment. I think with turning the table, see how it goes. My 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 only other concern with like is uh, microphones having microphones right by in our voices, and there being a lot of uh, overlap and getting a lot of. Well, I mean, plenty of people do it, so I'm well aware. There's no way we can't figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll play with it. I don't know. You tell us. We I like it this way, but apparently we're too far away from the camera. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. So, sorry about last week's episode. I'm not. Sorry about it not coming out. I mean, it did come <laughs> out. You can go for $3. You can go listen to it. Yep. I mean. It's $3. Patreon, $3 a month. You can go check it out. worth it. Even if you just go for one month, it's worth it. But if you, if you pick another tier, go for more than a month, then you get stuff. And we just send stuff. Patreon people can uh, attest to that. They got once the all these sh- once all the shirts and stuff are done because believe it or not, it's really a pain for me to keep track of that. But once that's done, sometimes I just get stuff and I'm like, "This is going out." So I have a list of Patreon items. Uh, we also have all those glasses. I'm gonna everybody's gonna get a glass, probably with a couple samples. Nice. That Sweetens Cove, two hundred dollar bottle. All that I'm splitting that up to Patreon, probably next the November. Yeah, like now. So. There's stuff coming. So the top of this, the the deer, the reason it's not here is because I opened a Glen Karen glass with a seatbelt cutter, and it opened. So all over the place. <laughs> I took it home and cleaned it, and then forgot about it, and it's been outside. Nice. Yeah, but yesterday we also weren't home. But yeah. yesterday I saw it and uh, I pulled it in, so it's good. I just forgot it. to bring it. Yeah. No worries. The chugging milk thing <laughs> we're going to get to. the These guys are going to call soon. Let me give my phone over here just so I can see it. Um, they may actually be calling right now. You want to plug it in? He and... said, this shit a go? Yeah, this shit's a go. Cord's on your side, and I got it turned up. Tell me when is what I said. Um, so we're going to have the cyber guys call in, and we're going to discuss how the weekend went and kind of talk about some stuff and just kind of go from there. Is there anything administrative? Cause there's no telling how long this was going to last. So is there anything administrative that we want to get out of the way? Um, nah, not administratively. Um, I have a couple, I believe. Um, okay. So for Christmas, we're telling you now. So for Christmas, we're going to do a giveaway every week. So every video, it may not be the podcast. It may not be, we don't know what it's going to be, but every week, one of the videos, in the beginning of the video, we're going to give tell you how to win that prize for the week. Yep. So, tip, the bell feature, I don't use it either, but the bell feature will come in clutch here because yep. you'll have the ability to know when we post and be the first one to watch it. It'll be like a quick scavenger hunt. Like, it'll be a question. You know, here's the question, and then info. At WCYTOS.com, I'm the first person to get us the answer. Is the winner. Yep. So we were going to do that. And then. Mm-hmm. That was, I guess that may be the only. So that's coming. That's a month from now. But. No. I, will, I will say from a hunting perspective, a whitetail perspective, if you're not getting in the woods now, you're missing out. It is. Popping in the woods. Yeah. It's um, happening. All kinds of. I'm seeing all kinds of pictures come in from different places of. People shooting big bucks. Um, 
got some cool stuff on camera and the weather, the temperature's dropping. So it's a good time to be out there if you're not. I know we've been really busy, but I do intend to try and get out there this weekend if I can. Yeah. Um, it's the time to be out, man. I have a lot going on, but I am also intending to drive. All right. Um, we're going to call Jax. I don't know if Larry's going to make it. Um, mm-hmm. I told him to tell tell us if he can join. Boom, ba doom. He's got to work and stuff. All right. So, two people. Jax. J A X X X. What's up, Playboy? What's going on, man? Chilling, man. Chilling. Trying to play the guitar, dude. Are you? I'm trying to. You're a guitar playing fool. <laughs> fool, for sure. <laughs> I don't know about the guitar playing part. <laughs> So Gus and I are here. We're on the podcast, and we wanted to give an update on Snipers Unknown because a lot of people have been asking, a lot of people are involved, a lot of people, a lot of people. So figure we'd start with it kind of Friday night. We just kind of hung out. We had the whiskey dinner, mm-hmm. and then Saturday morning was a go. And I don't know if you want to walk through stages or kind of fill us in on what we missed out on the last day because we had to leave early. What do you okay. want to do? Uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds great. Uh, yeah, start right there about us uh, showing up and, um, you know, zeroing and um, moving on to that evening, if, you, if you'd like. Well, before we do that, I want to talk about you chugging milk. I'm actually drinking milk as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> How much milk do you drink in a week? <laughs> um, I don't know. As much as I could get, actually. Um it's Ugh. probably right around a half a gallon a day. That's nuts. That's a lot of fucking milk, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I drink the organic D milk. Um, it just tastes really, really good, man. To me, it's like dessert. I mean, that's probably why I'm so fat. <laughs> so fat. This is the thinnest guy in this conversation. <laughs> well, if you want to be a sniper and run around and climb hills and shoot stuff, you should be drinking half a gallon of milk a day. <laughs> no, I, would, I would definitely not recommend that to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> you also in a CrossFit gym. I bet your uh, bones are super strong. Man, um, you know, I, I would have to say I'm pretty lucky. Um, I, I probably need to knock on wood, but I've never broken any bones before. Um, I, uh, I fractured my back when I was in Iraq. But um, can't really say I've you know like fell and broke a bone or anything along those lines. So maybe maybe milk has uh, been the uh, key to that. Well, I've broken quite a few bones, and I don't drink any milk. So, uh, case in point, you may live a way more dangerous life than I live, though, sir. Uh, not, after our conversations, I don't I don't, I don't think, think so. so. <laughs> uh, well, tell I us what know. tell us what you're shooting. You got a Larue tactical barrel. You got. Yeah, um, so I was running a, a LaRue chambered in 260, and it was their ultimate upper build. Um, so it was actually a pretty cost-effective gun. I, I would say that I, that rifle probably cost me less than $2,000. Uh, however, it's super accurate. 
super fun to shoot and it's uh you know pretty good round for that type of competition 18 inch barrel and what's the difference between that and a 6.5 it's pretty close yeah so um you know 6.5 and 260 actually have the same diameter barrel okay so would that be instated if we were to be uh reloading ammunition i could buy a projectile that would fit both in 260 and in 6.5 creedmoor the projectile is exactly the same literally interchangeable so that uh, that second stage that we did uh that you guys did we just watched uh where you guys had the the different color uh targets and you guys were laying prone in that that fourth floor of that building and they, yep, they yep. Asked, I know exactly the, the, the stage. Yeah, and they were they were asking, giving you your target based on based on the caliber you were shooting. And I remember I, I, I had to look it up because I remember you said two sixty, and the guy goes, "Okay, so six five. And I was like, "What? What was so, this? This was when they were getting the brief for that stage. Uh, I think you had gone to get water or something. Film uh, or something. And uh, and I had to look it up, and and that's that's when I I knew they were similar. I just didn't yeah, know. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, they're super similar. The only difference really and truly is like the casing. And um, they are a 260 slightly faster than 6.5 Creedmoor, right? So if we were measuring everything same for same, 18-inch barrel on both guns, exactly the same barrel, no change in the twist, all of that. And a 260 was fired and a 6.5 Creedmoor was fired, even though they would be shooting the same exact projectile, say 130 grain the 260 would be pushing a little bit faster than the 6.5 Creedmoor. I gotcha. Interesting. Huh. So 260 second, sounds cooler the, than 6.5. It six, does. Six and eight, it, sounds like, it sounds like it's kind of, you're kind of gangster, man. You're like, ah, I'm running a 260. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but um, the, uh, the, one of the other differences, which I just learned recently, is with the 6.5, a lot of times people were having problems with them uh, chambering in gas guns because the projectile sets a little bit longer, which in turn causes the brass, the, the, the front of the opening of the casing, um, sits back a little bit further. And what was happening is those were getting caught on the feed ramps. Mm. So. I think maybe that's why 260 kind of gained popularity in the gas gun side of things is because of just the reliability. Now, I haven't had that that failure experience, but that's what I learned just the other day, so I figured I'd share it. Nice. Was there, Did you see anybody else running gas guns? It seemed like most people had bolts. Um, I would say that the majority of people out there had bolt guns this year. Uh, last year, I, yeah, it was probably like maybe half and half, but, you know, it, it's kind of a – it's kind of the given thing in the precision community that bolt guns are going to be a little more accurate. However, for a competition like, like this, it, um, I went in there believing that it, the targets were not going to be like extremely fine, um, accurate shots, right? There was going to be a little bit of, of wiggle room. So around what, like what they were talking about when they were asking the caliber of the guns, I think that those were two MOA targets, which the guns that, that both Lamar and I were shooting were both sub minute guns. So it falls within that, that range um, where the, the, usually your bolt guns usually tighten that group up slightly, but it was, it's just an, insignificant advantage in my opinion where you know you can have faster follow-on shots and you can stay in the optic longer that's what i like that you don't have to move you can just pull the trigger yeah. i'm a, I'm a gas i mean i shoot both but i'm a. if i were to build something if i were to build another 308 i'd probably do a gas gun yeah 
I think that the, the, if I do any other bolt guns, minus them being some type of hunting rifle or something along those lines, um, it's going to be a magnum caliber for something that I'm really trying to reach out, um, you know, past that thousand uh, consistently with delivering a lot of power and extreme accuracy. So for, for that, I can understand me running a, a bolt gun. But, you know, the, the gun that Lamar was shooting, we actually, when we tested it out, my buddy shot a, a 0.6 group with 10 rounds, which that's almost a half inch group with a, with a, a bullet that's 30 caliber, right? So that's 0.3 on the target. So this thing shot literally double the size of that round with 10 rounds, which is, that's insane. That, that is, it's, that's so accurate. It's, it's ridiculous after that. But I mean, I would say the average person would have a hard time shooting that group in itself, given, you know, perfect everything. Damn. Yeah. That's wild. And for some perspective, you guys came, you know, we had, you guys had prepared, um, to, to use it where at least Lamar had prepared to use a different firearm and you guys had to make some, thanks uh, Teresa Almeida for your order. (laughs) Yeah. So So, go ahead. I just hang up on him. Shit. I did (laughs) try this again. Hit the end button. Big red button, you know, it's hard not to hit it. I lost you somehow. That was my bad. I hit I hit the big red button with the X on it. I didn't Bam. Yeah. Ended the caller. Ended yeah. the caller. My bad. <laughs> so uh where where was I at? Uh so you guys had to kind of uh, improvise, adapt and overcome because we had a, a shortage of six five Creedmoor and you guys had to yeah. put together another gun. For sure. So um so you know the we thought that we had Lamar's ammo arriving. So he was going to be running a six, five bolt gun. And actually I was going to be running a six Creedmoor bolt gun. Um, there was a change in the competition where you had to run the secondary shooter. or One of the shooters had to run either a five, five, six platform or a three Oh eight platform. Really? Oh, I never, so, I didn't know. Yeah. That. I didn't pick up on that. So, Cause that one dude had yeah, a two, two, so, three. And I was like, why? Yeah. Right. So that right there caused us to do a shift at the last moment. So we were both debating on, um, and when I say debating, trying to figure out what was going to be best for the team, whether I was going to run the six Creedmoor or he was going to run his six, five Creedmoor. And, um, so I had ammo for mine and he thought that the ammo, he had ordered some other ammo and it was supposed to be in, but it never showed up, right? So right there at the last minute, when we were waiting for that, my extractor broke in my gun as well. So, and that was the night before we were leaving. Um, So my gun went down, his ammo didn't show up. So we had a complete change, right? So I had to go and get another gun. That's where the 260 came into play. So I went and got that gun, um, put the optic on it, took it to the range the morning I was driving up there and zeroed it. Now, Lamar, on the other hand, we get up there and I give him a brand new gun that he has literally never seen before. I watched never him shot put it. the optic on it and then zero. Put the, <laughs> yes, put the optic on it, just like what I had just done just, just hours previously. Put the optic on it, zeroed it, and then we went off of some data that I had that I had written down over the summertime of what it was shooting at 500 yards. Which going into a long range competition like that is literally so far behind the power curve you couldn't even <laughs> imagine. Like I, I don't, I think if you probably don't, uh, you know, conceptualize what truly goes into long range shooting, 
it wouldn't sound that difficult to the average person because most people think that you just look through a scope and you pull the trigger and that's where the bullet goes, right? You know, they don't understand that the bullet's traveling on a parabolic curve yeah. and it only intersects that line two times in its in its path. So, um, so with that being stated, like that's extremely crazy that we went there and we were able to place where we placed. Um, uh, it's like it uh, made me feel good when the, uh, one of the other competitors called me and you know and said that because that's a. I mean, it I mean, that's says a, a lot. And, and Lamar, Lamar was shooting my pistol. That's what I said. He was shooting a regular out. Glock with iron sights at a competition. Yeah, <laughs> and it had never shot it before. Period. And Again, he did a, a great job. Shot and he did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Like you know, insane. Like it was. Uh, I mean, overall, like where we truly failed um, would be on the gamesmanship side, the competition side, not our, not our shooting, not our skill, not our communication. It would be on understanding how a competition works and, uh, conforming to those boundaries. Well, look, I don't think you failed. We, we went to the major leagues with no idea of what was going to happen. And we got right or we did, we did better than average. I mean, yeah, we were right there. We were right yeah. there. I'd say average. Um, right there at average. But, you know, again, you know, that's average you beat in a 24, group of some extraordinary people. And that's my point. You beat 24 other likely heavily trained competitors. Yeah, with For sure. with by just shooting from the hip and just going, you right. know, with all those things stacked against you. Yeah. So I think I think you guys did awesome. I it think was you did gr- too. It was a lot of fun to watch. A lot of fun to see you guys talk and communicate and work through, you know, some of the problems and some of the challenges you guys came across and uh it was just it was just a cool like it was a really cool environment to be in and to be around of uh you know you have you have your personalities in any kind of competition like that where people can kind of be you know a dickhead you don't want to be around them but for the most part everybody was really just really cool to hang out with hey yeah, we're gonna sure we're gonna pause one second hold on I gotta reset something we gotta reset our camera every once in a while all right we're back but yeah definitely happy with everything y'all did yeah well I mean it was a it was a great experience meeting you guys and getting to go there and compete and again you know competing along you know side some really phenomenal individuals and you know literally some of the the best shooters best snipers I mean re- legitimately in the world were was there at that competition um, hands down without a doubt I mean some some phenomenal phenomenal people so you know just to be able to go and compete and uh, you know stand alongside people like that is uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's a humbling experience. It was, uh, you know, it was nice for us too. Um, well, it's like our first so day there. Um, the, I'm not going to say who it was because we like everybody we met, but like our first day there, sponsors would come up to us and be like, you guys shooting? And we're like, no, we're a sponsor. And we're <laughs> like, oh, what do you, what do you do? And we're like, yeah, I don't even, don't, don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> because these guys own optic companies, they own night vision companies, they own rifle companies. I mean, yeah. Daniel from Daniel Defense was there. Yeah. there. I mean, there was huge people there that sponsored this event. And then little yeah. whiskey whitetails in the corner. But we had told them, uh, one guy, we had told him what we do. We're like, this is just, you know, and that was the last guy we told because or I'm over there trying to start this generator. And, um, and this dude, it was, they were like, who's that? And he was like, uh, they, they, he said he makes stuff out of whiskey barrels, that's, and they all started laughing. And that's I was not like, what I said. That's one thing that I said. Yeah, one of many things that we do. I said a handful of things we did, and the only thing he keyed in on was make stuff out yeah. of whiskey barrels. So I was like, shit, that's the last person I tell here. Yeah. But it's great to see that uh, we, 
we we beat out a lot of the teams that were sponsored by heavy people, and we were there too, and and it was an awesome experience. We we enjoyed it. It's way off brand for whiskey and whitetails, but it was a yeah. lot of fun. It was a great place to meet people because there yeah. are definitely within firearms and like the night optic stuff that they, they definitely cross over into the, hunt, sure. the hunting community. And we made some good connections, yep. including Jacks, um, with people to work with in the future on some really cool things. We're gonna, I think, continue to work on. Yeah, we're we always talk about the whiskey and whitetails experience and. and Jax is going to be a part of a something we're not even. Gonna, I'm not going to say what it is, but we have something that we want to do with Jax and some of the skill sets that he has. Uh, we want to take it into something cool, and I've and I've got two landowners, Jax, now that are all about us doing it. One guy was like, "Whenever you're ready," yeah, and that's that's, what, awesome. that's in South Carolina. So we got one in Kentucky, one in South Carolina. Um, well, maybe, maybe we'll be able to do two events. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, don't threaten me with a good yeah. time. Yeah, so. We had, so you guys did a, t- a ton of stages. Um, what was your favorite stage that we did or that you did? I say we because we, uh, we tagged along like little children, but what was, yeah, what was the, your favorite? The bus stage was pretty, I mean, really and truly, I thought there was a couple really great stages. I like the bus stage yep. um, and I like the, the one where we had to identify targets by color in a specific order and engage those targets. Yep. Um, and then the next one was the, the pistol, um, where you had to shoot the, you had to in, be able to get a hit with the pistol to be able to shoot yeah. your rifle. Yeah. That I really like watching that one. That one really, really, uh, singled out folks who did yeah. not come to this thing physically fit like because we, people had a hard time controlling their breath yeah. and you could see yeah. as those pistol shots were being missed, it was getting in their head. That boy, there was one poor guy who missed it six times in a row and never got back to his rifle. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. did we get on that? We got an 80 on that stage. No, we got a hundred. Yeah. We got a hundred on that stage. Yeah. They <laughs> killed it. Yeah. You had to shoot a pistol in order to be able to shoot the rifle, right? So you shoot a pistol. If you miss, you have to run to your rifle, tap it, and then run back and then yeah. shoot again. Absolutely. So, you know, the stage was set up where both shooters started in the center and worked outwards. Gotcha. Um, it was probably about mm, probably about a 10-meter little shuttle run, 10, maybe 15-meter shuttle run, not that far. So you would run to a box and then where you would have a pistol target to engage. If you were able to engage your pistol target, <laughs> right. Um, then you were allowed to shoot your rifle, which was back where you started. So you would run back. However, if you missed your pistol target, you would have to run back and touch the barricade where your rifle was the return to the pistol bay to try to attempt that shot again. And that target was tiny. It was what? Six inches wide. Oh man. I would definitely not say it was six inches wide. I would probably say more along the lines of probably four inches wide at the widest point. And then probably about, seven or eight inches high yeah and the one thin. the one detail that they briefed that really ended up screwing some people was that you had to holster your pistol completely before you yeah. took a step in any direction and as people got tired and started missing shots that was really screwing them hard and a few guys got dq'd because nobody 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 i don't think that's a normal thing no it's it's not. It's, your it's, pistol. I, I think that was a deliberate thing by the by the range officers. Yeah, it, that was definitely out of sorts. Um, I didn't have an argument with it, you know, like as soon as they said it. And that was one of the things I was talking about, like on the competition gamesmanship side, right, yeah. is understanding how to be able to 
you know, listen to those instructions and be able to apply that rapidly. And then, you know, you would have people that would argue that you should never train that way, which I, I can I can understand that argument, especially for someone in the tactical field, whether it be military or law enforcement. But the thing is, is you're gaining um, you're, you're being told instructions to follow and we're judging you on how fast you can pick up and change what is a common practice for you. Right. So it's, it really se- it separates the, the pack when you do things like that, because um, it was completely out of sorts. Normally, you can keep the weapon pointed um, in 180 degrees downrange and you can move, um, which is, is normally acceptable. And, you know, for this one, you had to holster before you started moving, which uh, definitely got a lot of people based off of after the miss, because I think psychologically people were going in there and they were going for a hit. And mm-hmm. when they did not get the hit, it automatically threw them out of their normal sequence, which was going to be, I'm going to run down there. I'm going to get a hit. I'm going to holster and I'm going to run back. Right. So they never formulated that plan of what to do when there's a failure. Yeah, so they fired yeah. the missed turned and it was usually everybody that had misses because it was just a it was a psychological thing that people were not prepared. They didn't think about that on the uh, preparation side. Yeah. Right. Um, do you want to run out there and do that and then? I'll let them to keep going. Yeah, I can do that. That's fine. All right. Gus got to run outside real quick. I'm going to add, I'm going to add Lamar real quick and then uh, we'll keep going here. All right. He's not on my phone as Lamar. He's in my phone as Lariat. Lariat. All right, we should all be here now. Good to go. Yeah. Can you hear me? It's shitty service in the compound, dude. (laughs) 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 Yeah, hopefully I can hear you. I think I can hear you fine. Just, uh, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. You could definitely take me off speakerphone and put it on your head, though. You ain't on speakerphone. Okay, cool. So, so, so done. Tight. How was your day? Very good. Thank you for asking. Yours? I'm I'm glad. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Jack's response. What's your response, Lamar? What is your favorite your favorite stage? My favorite stage? Okay, so my let's see, I think the uh, the tower. The Mongolian horde or whatever the fuck that one was. That one was dope. You just run up there. Just like, hey, like I'm gonna shoot it, you know, get him like some bullshit description. You shoot, and then he hears the ping and calls a hit or whatever. I love that one. The one with your uh, the Civic guy. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Sean. Yeah, uh, that one, and then, and then um, what was the other one? That one, and then the, uh, the 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 team field shoot. And we went up there, and it was like, hey, you know, you've got this range card. With these targets, you have to go in order or whatever colors, and like go by the color coded. Like I like that one right there a lot too. That's what Jack said. The color one. Yeah. Well, hell, I like that one. I also like the uh, the pistol one too, the one where you had to like buy your shot. Yeah, it was the the first stage on day two for us. Yeah, that was. Um... Yeah, I like I like that one as well. And and one of the reasons that I truly like that is because you have to show that you have a secondary skill set before you can prove the skill set that you came there for, <laughs> right. right? And and to me, I think that's extremely important because a lot of people. They don't focus on those secondary and, and tertiary items. They, you know, uh, I'm only one dimensional. And uh, so I really enjoyed And the fact that it was physical. Um, I like anything physical. So what did y'all, what was your least favorite? 
How was the night vision actually uh, before we even go there? Because I that was that was one of them we had to leave early. That was one of the ones that we missed. Uh, the night vision was whatever. I mean, I didn't really. The night vision was a give me. Basically, yeah. it was just you uh, walking through and, and and pretty much having a good time. To be honest with you, that was pretty much it. Um, but I mean, it was very it was very and for understanding why it was very rudimentary. It was very basic. Um, yeah. But you know, you have people that you have no concept of how those guys are going to react wearing night vision. A lot of time uh, for a lot of the shooters, it was their very first time wearing night vision, Which is- um, nonetheless shooting under night vision. So um, I could see where that could be stressful for both the, the, the people doing it as well as the instructors. But you so guys do clandestine night ops all the time. So you're super used to shooting with night vision. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> to me, it's actually easier to shoot under night vision than it is in the daytime. <laughs> yeah. It has IR on it, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> did they give you a different gun? Were you using ARs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they did. They had them hand that out. Okay. Because I, I saw um, Colton's video, and I was like, I don't I don't think they're shooting a 308 like that. No. Yeah. No, they had them set up and already had the laser. Um. Yeah, if we're gonna talk about our least, our least favorite stage, I think mine was call your shot. I was gonna say that as well. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that one. I mean, mainly because we really sucked at it. But I mean, <laughs> we were laying down the we were laying down on the blacktop, and it was just that mirage was crazy. I could see, you know, the wind was clearly going left to right, so I held left, like you know, what was it, point three or whatever, and. Damn shot went exactly where, <laughs> where, where I aimed. I was like, and I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see trace. I couldn't see anything through how thick that mirage was going on that blacktop. So, uh, well, yeah, that was definitely an experience, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I uh, was not prepared for that in the least bit, and um, and you know, I I was very close to what I thought my shot was, but again, it was like. Uh, it, I, I talked to one of the other guys that did that stage and they did it in the morning and they said they didn't have near as much of a problem, but they knew that it was going to be a problem that, you know, later that day, because, you know, shooting long way down a blacktop and only being already being at the level where the guns were, because we were in a prone position, we're, we're staring right through all of the mirage for that whole distance um, mm-hmm. is like I, I literally have never even thought about doing that. Before. So for those that don't um, know, this is an ELR shot. It was super far. How far was it? That's three hundred thirty. Four football fields. Four football fields away from prone position over a blacktop. So there was a mirage making the target hazy, but they had to take a shot and then call where their shot hit, and then and, and yeah. So it was the the target was gridded in which you could probably say was probably about four four inch blocks so quite a lot of blocks on this torso right i mean probably a good what would you say 30 lamar oh yeah i mean i, I was gonna say they were like two inch blocks man they were it was it was way smaller than i expected so, so it was like, very way small grids and then the target was and, and where it came in hard was the uh the target was wearing a shirt so you couldn't see <laughs> yeah. the grid that you were shooting at mm. um so, so you know so one we were fighting mirage two you were shooting into a, a shirt. Um, and then three, the target that had all the description on it was behind you. So like my problem was, is when I shot, 
I thought that I knew where I was shooting. And then when I went back and I looked at the target, I was like, dang, I'm kind of like right in between two. So I don't know where I was holding. And, and I picked, uh, I picked the high one and it was actually the lower one that I had hit. Yeah. So you guys did hit the target though. Oh yeah, definitely. We both, we both hit the target. Hitting the target wasn't the problem. It was that. Yeah. Just guessing where. Being able to hit a specific spot on the target. And then you couldn't really see because looking through that mirage, literally it looked like the target was dancing. Like it looked like it's moving back and forth, like like a tree's blowing like really, really fast. So you can't, it's really difficult to try to even pick out like a spot on the target at all. Sure. Yeah. And that right there, I mean, I think that one was, you know, we we were all excited because our scopes were seven by 35. So like, hell yeah, like, you know, we're, I'm going to be able to see exactly where you hit. And then you look and there's a t-shirt over the target. And you're like, shit. <laughs> I got that. He's, he's like, where did I hit? I was like, I don't know, dog. I think the target. I'm not really sure. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I think that one, that one was one of those, like, you look, you look at the scorecards now. And there was only a couple teams that either, you know, I think you had to, you had to hit the target and guess where you hit in order to get 50 points. And then, you know, you, two shooters. So, uh, I think you had, a, you know, if you can guess one, you get 50. If you guess both, you get 100, you know. And there's only a couple teams that got 100 out of 50 teams, and there's maybe, like, you know, a handful of teams that got 50 or whatever. So, I mean, that out there was one of those where it wasn't really – it wasn't really like a, you know – it wasn't like a make-or-break stage if you dropped that one. But still, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't like that one very much. I mean, yeah, yeah, the target's not an issue, but <laughs> – if a team, if you were a team that got a hundred on that, that definitely bumped you up in the standings. And knowing what oh, I know yeah. now, I would take that. I would take a headshot on on knowing what I know now. Uh, yeah, because I didn't even, you know, again, I I didn't realize that that quadrant was going to be split because you couldn't see it with that shirt on for one and two. The mirage was so bad. So, so. If, you, if you took a headshot, could you have called a headshot and then one? You could have, yeah, absolutely. But there, I mean, there was there was how many quadrants on the head, though. You know, how many squares were on the head? There, there was probably a yeah, probably eight, maybe. Uh, That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> what? It was at least so eight. Yes, yeah, so you got if you aim for the head, you got like a one in six chance of getting fifty points. So That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. no, I mean that that right there was cool. I mean, like the guys, the guys who who got that one, I mean, good on them, but. I mean, I was shooting a 308, and you could definitely see a clear wind, so I held left. But, yeah, my, my damn shot, it hit exactly where I was aiming. So, yeah, that right there was kind of frustrating for me. That's wild. So what was the other stage on Sunday that we missed? So we had the the, te- the pistol challenge. and then there was... It was the call your shot and the uh, night vision was the two you guys missed. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then what was the – yeah, that's right, because that's all you guys – yeah, you didn't miss anything, really. No, no, you guys missed three because you left after the first one. Yeah, we left yeah, after, after college, the night My bad. What was the second one? Was the second one? No, the second one was the uh, the no, the uh, the field shoot with the uh, the colored targets, color coded and everything with the field with the um, the uh, range card. Oh, okay. Was it? I thought. I thought. Yeah. You guys were there. You got, no, I think only Dalton was there for that one. That's why I didn't remember that because that. Because we weren't there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that one right there was one of my favorite ones, uh, and because I think that that was a uh, a true skill set for that competition. And, you know, it's a sniper competition, so it requires the uh, the, the the stage basically. Since you don't know Matt, um, 
the stage was basically multiple targets out there with a diagonal line painted on it, right? So the left side would be blue on the diagonal side and the bottom side would be white. But technically, there's equal paint on both, right? So you have to kind of be able to articulate that to your, your partner. So as we would look out there, Lamar would look on the list. Lamar was the uh, the spotter for me, and he would identify on the piece of paper like an orange and white target with orange being on the top and white being on the bottom. And then he would find it, and he would be like, hey, to your uh, 3 o'clock, 300 meters, you have an orange and white target with orange on the top and white. That target's 300 meters. And then I would do my thing and engage the target, and then we'd move to the next one. And we went through that. We went through that stage pretty fast. We did pretty good on that one. Yeah, I mean, and I think that right there was my favorite because that one just went to go to show, like, that one showed how, you know, you and I, we, we only shot together, what, two times before the comp? Yeah. And we never shot together in that fashion where we were like, hey, like, you know, doing a field shoot. Like, every time we shot together, it seemed like we were having to zero a new rifle or, you know, new ammo or whatever the situation was. So I think you and I being able to go out there, and I think we got like a 98 on that one. I think that's what it was. We got a 98 on that on that uh, stage. Like for us to be able to go out there and get a 98, and we had only shot together or zeroed our rifles together twice, I mean, I was pretty impressed by that, that we were able to work together so well because there were guys, you know, I heard people saying that there were dudes who were you know, worked together for however long, and they were, like, arguing and shit and getting mad at each other. Dude, so. we, saw, we saw a lot of people arguing, especially in the, in the bus because the bus, it moves. And uh, so as they're taking shots, you know, and the other guy's moving around grabbing his rifle, the the bus is rocking, and uh, we we watched several people yell at each other over it. See, I don't get that one because that those targets weren't even that far on that one. Like, no, I know, man. Like, I was just thinking that. I was like, I was like, those targets were not far enough to be concerned with any no. movement on that bus. <laughs> uh, I'm not even. I'm not even counting for a win at that point, dog. I'm just holding center and sending it. Dude, literally, <laughs> that's all I did, man. I put everyone right yeah. ahead and pulled the trigger, dude. Just pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Pop. Y'all did really good. Yeah, L- Lamar, you missed all those. Uh, all that. All that chat, all of our praise about how well you guys did, but but yeah, we were very impressed, especially with the circumstances that we were walking into it on, and it was just fun yeah. hanging out all weekend. I mean, yeah, this, this is Gus. Yeah, Gus is back. Gus now. is back. I will say this, uh, you guys, I, we we both agree that you guys did a great job considering the stuff that, like like we said earlier, you guys had stacked against you, but wherever it is you ranked, you ranked number one in being best dressed. That's for sure. Especially day uh, two, did, yeah, did yeah. Jax? Jax, did you have shorts on the first day? No, he wore short. He wore combat shorts the second day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, those were. Uh, you said you were you you set a statement uh, by wearing tactical shorts the yeah. second day. Especially when you had to run and drop to your knees to shoot. It's like, yeah, he doesn't yeah. care. This guy knows what he's doing. See, we were see, definitely yeah, the we, best we dressed. We can't do that as a team. We can't do that as a team because I because I got ankles. So I mean, I got to keep my pants on. You know, like, we got to play our strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, we know. And we're so glad. The, the best part is those shorts were cut off. Like literally, mm. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, with <laughs> yeah, I think we. I think I think we all did a. I think Gus. I think you did a good job too. I think we all did a really you good too, job. Matt. Our, our shooters were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was awesome, yeah, dude. I mean, we we really loved it. It was uh yeah. for sure. Like you know how you have experiences in life where you're like, I'll remember that forever. Like this yeah. this weekend was a big deal for me, uh, for a lot of reasons. One, you know, the company I was I was with, but also just being a fish out of water 
and it went so well, and, and everybody was so nice to us. We met a lot of cool people, and it, you know, that the, that weekend won't be something I remember forever. It was cool staying in an RV, and you know, it was just cool. Yeah, no, I was. We were talking about that, like you know, I I went into I went into the competition kind of not really like stressing, but you know, anytime you're going to an, into like you know a competition or whatever, and you have to like you know test your metal against whatever, and kind of show how good you are. You know, you're you know the nerves are there, and you know I was hoping for the best or whatever, but it was it was you know I we did better than I expected, you know, given the circumstances, but I had way more fun than I had expected. Honestly, like I thought I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting the, you know, the conversations and like, you know, the time of us hanging out and stuff. I mean, cause I, I don't really drink, but you know, sitting there and just having, having, you know, glass of whiskey or beer with you guys and sitting around talking to each other with the, with the RVs right there after the day of shooting and stuff like that, there was, you know, probably the most fun I had all weekend. Just so happens that's, what we're all about, yeah, and uh, that's, that's the whole point of the company. Is it? <laughs> Once it's over, did I just plug y'all's, y'all's entire company motto. That, was, that was pretty much a commercial. So, yeah. no shit. I might clip yeah. that for a commercial. Actually, <laughs> that, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, is the whiskey and whitetails experience. Yep, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. I don't want to hold y'all up more than you uh, need to be, but uh, I'll give you both. You can say whatever you want. Um, I don't know if you have more stories to tell or if you want to tag businesses that you're also part of or anything like that. A, a book? Oh, wait. There's, yeah. Neither of you are SEALs. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah neither of you deal. are SEALs, so I don't probably not, probably <laughs> not a book. we got a book deal on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> We're not SEALs. Our biceps are way too big. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering who's going to bring up the joke about the biceps, and of course yeah. it would be him himself. Him. And for those that don't know, I blurred his face. I, I'm sure you saw it. You're like, why do they blur his face when there's always all these pictures of him all the time? I blurred it because he needs a little self-esteem uh, reduction, you know. You're <laughs> tired of him getting so so big-headed. Yeah, that works. Yeah, there. I had to bring it down some. Yeah, it, it, it didn't work. You didn't, you didn't blur my arms. It didn't work at all. <laughs> you should have done is blurred his arms. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just, yeah, by blurring my face, you just made me feel like even more of an operator, you know? So. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys, do you guys have anything you want to say or plug or no? No, man. I just want to say thank you. Honestly, like I said, the, the whole experience and having the opportunity to go there and, you know, shoot, shoot some of, you know, one of my, one of my really good friends and, being around you guys and having that experience with not only just me, but with the family as well. Like, I mean, yep. you know, it was, it was, it was uh, priceless and, and dude, I loved it. And I'll remember it forever. Like I said, hope we can do it again next year. I hope everything aligns where we can do it all again next year, man. For sure. We're a hundred percent down yeah. for next year. If y'all yeah. can make it. Yep. Yeah, dude, I'm definitely down. I'm definitely down. Um, uh, I would say that uh, I'm a part owner in a training company and we do a lot of, pistol carbine long range shooting night vision training so forth cqb and all of that that's a uh, ballistic theory um if you're on instagram it's at ballistic underscore theory and uh, give us a follow there and look for some of our training classes that we're going to have coming up cool yeah we'll definitely uh we'll give you a shout out on the on the socials and put the link in our uh in this episode show notes so people can find that easy for you I don't know if I, if I knew that was the name of your company. I did not know that was the name. It's a cool I've name, I've definitely though. seen it. Um, now I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm where... a horrible business person. You know, I, you know, I own the gun store, and I, I don't go around uh, telling people that I own a gun store. And, <laughs> you know, I own a CrossFit gym, and I don't go around telling people that. Like, I'm just like, 
you know, <laughs> if somebody was interested in that stuff, I'm a horrible salesperson. Like, don't, don't, don't hire me to be a salesperson <laughs> on your stuff. <laughs> Noted. Noted. <laughs> so, cool. But yeah, man, that would be awesome if you would uh, plug us on that since this kind of sure. goes along with everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We just followed it. So, well, the gratitude is, uh, is, uh, I don't know. Likewise, I forgot the word I was going to say. Is uh, it goes both ways. We appreciate you guys coming out. We had a good time, and we definitely look forward to doing it again. So, uh, yeah, we'll be in touch soon, I think, and we're going to be working on some other fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening, keep an eye out or an ear out for that. And and if you want to learn how to shoot long range, and uh, you're a hunter, we may have something coming for you. So, yeah, so <clears throat> that's what I was hinting at. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yes. gents. Yes. Thanks for your time. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, all. Thank you. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Talk to you guys later. Have a good all day. All right, guys. Talk to you all soon. All right. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> That's funny. That was the dealership calling me. Comfort. No, we're setting up an appointment for them to replace the bumper that they dented when the, the detailer backed into something yesterday. Tight. Literally two works. minutes before giving it to me. That's how it works. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah, it's whatever. It's a metal bumper. It's white. Should be easy to get it from the dealer or from the manufacturer. Yeah, Gus got a new truck. New to me. New to me. Do they wave? I don't know. Do you want them to ask? We should ask them if they could talk a little louder. <laughs> yeah. Could you guys be a little louder while we record? <laughs> um, I had, I had one video to, uh, to show you. I don't know if I showed you while we were there. At the comp. Yeah, at the comp. Tonight. And it is the Yeti. Oh, Whole yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah, this is funny. <laughs> Cocky. Still no response from him, oh! by the way. Nailed it. Surprise. That is a legal rope. That is a legal rope. We are out here, Snipers Unknown, at our little redneck trailer park. <laughs> and the best thing about this film studio is there's one person that can't hurt us. Sorry, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> can't kill us here. Epstein can't kill himself. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. It was a lot of fun. It was a good yeah. time. Good to hang out with some cool people and do some cool stuff. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And we'll, we'll probably throw up a few pictures in here and, and maybe that video I made yeah. to end it off. Or maybe we'll start it with the video. You I know, know what I found really odd, I realized after three nights, is like I actually sleep pretty good to generator noise. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's just because it drowns everything else out. It's like, just a constant hum. Yeah. It, I slept really as uncomfortable as that bed was the first night, I slept like a rock the next two nights. I did not. I slept I know you terrible <laughs> all three nights. I didn't sleep comfortably. Like, I woke up feeling like I'd gotten in a car wreck, but I definitely didn't wake up all too much. I have a, an issue with pillows. If a pillow's too tall, it just I, it cranks my neck funny. Yeah. So I usually will sleep with no pillow, and I'll take pillows and shove them around my ears because if I hear anything. It's a Matt sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I hear anything, it wakes me up. Yeah. Like the slightest noise of, hey, there could be someone getting ready to stab you in the chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wake up. Yeah. And then th that trailer moving, like I know it's just as bad for you as it was for me, but the same thing. I feel like the floor is falling out from underneath It might have been, been even worse for you because of where you were in terms of how the it was laid out. Yeah. I was kind of in the back corner, so I, I did get movement, but you were like center and on the – all the way on the end. Yeah, yeah. I think it may have been worse for you, but well, if you if you it's like, annoying regardless. If you I never could look slept up on and a camper, see what you were doing. I mean, I I know they're like that. Yeah, and yeah. that's why everybody was harps about the the stabilizer jacks. But I'm like, they don't do anything. Yeah, but I know that where you were, if you just like turn to your side, 
it was like, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. No, I don't care. It's whatever. <sighs> I think next time I, I'm just going to tent it. So I saw some people do that, and I was like, a tent with a cot might have been a better way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I sleep really good in my cot and my tent. So it does, it was got it got cool enough in the evenings. We didn't yeah. really run the AC. Never ran it during the day. Yeah, one time. Just because we were trying to do a podcast. Yeah, we we're trying to do a podcast. We we were we had full intentions of recording a podcast for um, this week or yeah. last week, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, we, we, were, we didn't bring our podcast equipment. We, after reviewing the Halloween episode, which is now available only by Patreon, uh, that's episode forty four. Uh, we decided it would be, it was just not. Best if it didn't go super public. Um, yeah, just because, well, just because. But There's the, nothing, it's, it's not like it's not like bad. Where you're gonna go maybe watch it? it and, maybe, and, maybe that'll co- coerce people to go subscribe. No, I mean I'm not trying to coerce anything. <laughs> no, but um, so we decided there that we had an opportunity to record a podcast with, and uh, well, doesn't matter, didn't work out. Yeah, so here we are. Um, that was a good recap. It was it's, it was fun hanging out with those guys. So. Um, I'm glad we got the opportunity to do that. We have some cool stuff in the works with some of the companies that were there with Ortiz, who we've had on the podcast. We talked about a hunting trip with him. He's down for another trip out West sometime. Maybe, um, we're also going to next year. I think we're, cause we did a little, um, so for the, on the Friday, we kind of did this, just the whisk, like a, we had a whiskey white tails dinner more or less, but it was yeah. a bottle share. And we just gave like a quick introduction to who we are and, and what we're doing and why we're there. And then challenge everybody to meet someone new tonight. Yeah. You know, but, and that someone new ended up being us, I think. Almost everyone came up and talked to us about, (laughs) but we were preaching the good word on, on different bottles and stuff that we like. But I think next year we we're planning on doing this again, but we're going to sell tickets to the event and probably do a little bit more than what we had done this time. Sure. But yeah, it should be good next year. And then we also had, there was another thing I wanted to bring up. So, we're the popping bottles each episode thing. We might be that might be less and less frequent because we I have an idea of something that we want to do with basically drinking blind every episode. So it'll be we'll try it out two pours every episode, and then we'll just say which one we like better, and then at the end we'll figure out what it is, and yeah. then just and just go on, and, and then maybe but it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna, I'm gonna take every bottle in the bar. And, and just, you know, you know what though? It'll also be cool because it's a lot easier for maybe a listener or a Patreon member that wants to get in on throwing us a blind taste to send a couple of these yeah. than it is trying to send whole bottles logistically, even even cost from a cost effective standpoint. Uh, so we can maybe solicit some some more from the audience as well. Yep. So I had the thought yesterday. What time is it? It's like fifty six. So I had the thought yesterday because I met. Um, after our Halloween episode, we did a yeah. live stream and the guy, Zach, that joined the live stream, yeah. he, I met him, he was in town, he's from Charlotte, but he was in town working and I met up with him and, and traded some samples and yeah. I, and I kind of had this, that's when I had the thought, I was like, hmm. it'd be cool people if we could just take like small samples and just go from there. Cause yeah. I figured we could cover a lot more cause the pop and bottles thing is expensive. Yeah, it is expensive. <laughs> yeah, we're not, I mean, not to drop putting plug names, we're, we're not Whiskey Tribe. We don't have a year's worth of uh, bottles people have sent us, no. you know, a backlog to go through. Well, everything we've done is our, is our own. That's one of yeah. the reasons the Patreon is so important because it, it kind of, it helps us. We have a lot of stuff we want to do. It's just, it's not in the budget, you know, because yep. there's the parts of the business that make money have to go to the other parts of the business. So, so 
Yeah, as this thing grows, it'll. Yeah, we'll get there. We just, you know, we have to. We're trying different things and experimenting with different ways of. Yeah. Doing stuff, so it'll we haven't be been around that long, so it's not a, a big I'm, deal. I'm not worried about it at all. What are your Halloween plans? Uh, so over. let's see. So my my little one, my youngest Leah, is having a birthday party Saturday. Um, you and Andy are welcome if you want to drive 45 minutes up there. Uh, Lee Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. The yeah, birthday I'm doing party the Saturday. trailer Saturday. The what Saturday? I'm cleaning out the trailer. Oh, you're in the, okay. Yeah. I don't know what time it is. It's probably going to be early afternoon. Um, are we doing the market this week? Tomorrow. Friday? Okay, cool. I had, I had planned on it, um, so that's cool. The I'm not Saturday. I have a Halloween party Saturday. Okay. So Halloween plans, trick-or-treating with the kids, man. Um, Sunday, whatever that whatever that means. Um, I forgot it's Sunday. Yeah. Because I had a lot planned for Sunday, but I guess I can't do that either. Our, our neighborhood throws down for Halloween. Oh, do they really? Yeah. I don't know what this neighborhood does, so it's Dude, our, up in the air. Our neighborhood... Well, last year, because the COVID thing had kind of just kicked yeah. off, so it wasn't as much. But um, she said, our neighbor told us that the year before, if you look down the road yeah. that I live on, that at prime trick-or-treat time, it looked like a concert. Oh, really? Just, just kids packed. everywhere. But the the neighborhood goes in, like, two neighbors will get a jumpy house together. And so every, like, four or five houses, like a jumpy house or a cotton candy machine or a DJ. Oh, wow. But one, some of the guys, were, some of the local guys were getting bartenders, paying bartenders to come what? bartend in their driveway. Wow. That's intense. Yeah. So it's supposed to be pretty nuts. That sounds cool. We had a, a, a neighbor that uh, that had candy for the kids and then had a cooler full of beer and, uh, like, little plastic cups and, and a couple of white and red wine for, for adults that could get a get a drink. But uh, I don't know what we're going to do exactly. I might do something like that. Or at least have it ready. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, the other thing I was thinking, how many whiskey barrels do we have left? Two, and they're both sold. Oh, we don't have any left. We're done. Okay. Um, um, as soon as I, uh, she, the lady sent the deposit for the other two, and um, bringing them Saturday morning. I'm going to go, go back out to the to the pick up the trailer and meet her over there by the Publix off of 17 in, in Maine. You're picking up the trailer? No, no, I pick up the bills oh, at okay. the trailer. Sorry, I was gonna say, um, damn, that sucks. Because I, I had a thought today about there was a it was a cooperage. Is that right? I don't know. I saw an article today where they had a it had to be a cooperage where they were charring the inside of a barrel, and a guy threw a bunch of rye into it, like into the fire. And I thought, how cool would that be to take it out to the hunt club and put a barrel in that big fire pit, yeah. like pop the top off. And then start a fire inside, inside. the barrel. Because then we could get cool barrel pictures of yeah. the barrel. Yeah, yeah. But also just to see how long, I mean, we've burned plenty of barrels before. But sure. To see how long it would take a whole barrel to, uh, to burn disappear. Through. Yeah, disappear. But it would also be cool to be, it'd be like Russian roulette almost. <laughs> Why? Because there's so much tension. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> as the as it gets weak, to see what happens. Like the first couple yeah. bends or breaks. I think it would be... Mostly, yeah, I think it would not exciting. Slowly, yeah. I think it would just kind of collapse in on itself, probably. Probably, but yeah, I think that we, we should do that sometime. Just um, next time we get barrels, yeah, if we get barrels again, yeah, I don't know. It took, it, I don't know. It's weird because they they have like up and downs where it's like they, I think they, it's a season, well. right? Yeah. I, like I think spring comes around and people are like, oh, I want to make things plant. and planters and this, that, did, and the other. That's one of the reasons we ended up doing all this because we sold so many in the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah, we'll prepare so for maybe that. we'll do like a seasonal thing with them, but like right now, 
outside of the guy that there was one guy that bought like four or five for because he does a haunted house every year. Yeah, and he did, he bought those back in August, I think it was. Yeah. Um, other than that, like it's been onesie twosies here and there, which is a huge pain. It is. So, um, so we got the market Halloween we this weekend. Veterans Day yet? No, the the cigar thing. Yeah, yeah, that. So simply stogies. Once again. We are working on it's coming. It's just we wanted to get all of it. So this will be the end of it. This is It's Veterans Day, which I think is the 11th. Pretty sure. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So November 11th, Veterans Day. If you live in the Charleston area or if you're going to be in the Charleston area during that, I think it's a Thursday, maybe a Wednesday. Cigars on Maybank. It's on Johns Island. It's a cigar place. So next door is Zeppelin Pizza, which is they also own... Tattoo Senorita, and they used to own Smoky Oat. Okay. But Tattoo Senorita, we go to, I go to all the time. Yep. So they are donating pizza for the event as well. Nice. So pizza, the cigar stuff, all the rest of the Simply Stogie cigars, those are going there to be given out to veterans. And then he is also donating a ton of cigars. So if we run out of the Simply Stogie ones, there's there's plenty. Awesome. Um, I think I'm going to plan to be there around two, but the, I think the event is like five to eight or something like that. Okay. But it's also, you can, we can't, we're not going to advertise it, but they have a, whatever that liquor on off policy is where you can bring your own bottle. Sure. So there's a, there's that as well. So there will be. That'd be cool. That sounds like fun. Yeah. It's going to be a good time and it'd be cool to meet some people in the area and, and, you know, continue to expand our thing. Yep. The other thing too, shout out to Warrior Surf. We're trying to do stuff with them as well. But they have an oyster roast for Veterans Day. I can't remember the date, but it's at Fam's Brewing. Okay. And I will be going to that as well if you want to support Veterans stuff. What day of the week is uh, Veterans Day this year? Do you know? I'm pretty sure it's a Thursday. Let me look. Maybe I can uh, get the kids situated at home and Jessica and I can it is a Thursday. come to both, hang out at both events for a little bit. Well, that the the that one is not then. Oh, it's not the 11th? Yeah, the FAMS one is, I bought tickets last night. It is, uh-huh, that's just the receipt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, whatever, I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up. Cool. Um, I have a couple videos I'm going to record. I'll do them, I'll do them here. Um, follow up to, we did the early season tactics. I have a, uh, one for the rut ready to go. She's got to get it recorded. And then one um, where I break down a little science behind scrapes. Yeah. The interesting thing about scrapes and licking branches that I didn't know. Um, That'll be good. It's very interesting stuff. So I like diving into that kind of stuff. If there's any stuff related to white-tailed deer in terms of like the biology and science and why they do stuff, their behavior, and you're interested, let me know. I, I'll deep dive into that stuff all day long because the kids find it interesting too. So I can like toss them and get them involved in learning, well, I learning it, stuff. I, I find it interesting too. Yeah, but I like to surprise you with, with yeah, stuff. Yeah, because yeah, I want to I I edit, not watch. Right. Yeah. That's all I had for this week, man. Um, mm. I can't think of anything else right now. Yeah, I don't know. We got... Um, I think it's probably going to go to support WLS, but if you have a veteran-ish ish cherry, charity... You have a veteran charity that you would like to connect us with. We have a guitar being made by our very own cigar 
reviewer Trevor, and uh, he's going to make an electric guitar out of bourbon barrels. And nice. this is, we, it may be, we, we originally discussed doing the WLS dinner in the spring, so we'll see yeah, yeah. If, if that's it. But if you have a better another idea, let us know. And then we have wood that we have shipped to Jacob for duck calls. We're going to do wood and mallard. Yeah. Um, I nice. don't remember how many I said. I think 10 of each, I think, is what we're doing. Yeah. Something like that. Or maybe it was five of each. I don't know. So we're doing that, so that'll be coming out for duck season. And for the rest of this year, we're about to be busy time. The giveaways during Christmas. Also, we're running a giveaway on Patreon shortly. It's going to be, I believe, the Gibby's Bottle Shop, which is like a $95 bottle. It's a private barrel pick, Elijah Craig barrel proof. Oh, really? So I have one of those for the Patreon. It's going to come with a full set of whiskey and white tails glasses. It's going to come with probably a smoker kit and a cigar ashtray. And then I wanted to discuss another thing. So it'll be a, a pretty good giveaway. We are looking forward to that. And that'll be Patreon only. So for $3, you can go and get in there and, and be part of it. And that'll be done in November. So we don't – let me write that. Do not forget. Yeah. November giveaway. We also have one more giveaway coming that will be free for everyone to enter, and then this will be the last one. We've partnered with somebody, and you'll see when it happens. So when you see it, that is the last free one. We are also changing our prices. They're changed today. Yep, so today. the prices are up, and you can still use code PODCAST to get 20% off. If you want to watch this, we're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Our Facebook page, we've started to you, – you've started to say stuff on there. Yeah, well, so what so – here's the thing with Facebook. I, I have fundamental issues with Facebook as a whole, but what we, we have two pages. We have the company page, which is more like a profile. And really, the only interaction is people can comment on stuff that we post. We have a group, which what we need to do is share the group on Instagram and say, hey, we also have a group on Facebook. Go join and hang out. That group allows other people to post and share things. So it's, a, gotcha. it's a community on, on the group page. So I'm, that is a little bit more interactive. People can post their own things, talk about what they're doing, share pictures of themselves. They, whatever, whatever they want to share, um, as opposed to the other page, which was just whatever we post and business related stuff. So go check that out if you haven't. It's Whiskey and Whitetails. It's Whiskey and Whitetails group, uh, not just the page, but the group specifically. Um, there are a few things you have to accept, um, some some rules to follow in the community. Um, other than that, hang out, meet people, share things, yep. have some good, uh, drive some good discussion, and um, and Gus yeah. and I exist on Patreon, so that's. Where you can find us, but the I think we'll we'll come. I mean, you come in every once in a while, kind of. Yeah, I'm always on. Like I have it up during the yeah. day. Uh, I just I usually because I've got I'm just with work. By the time a conversation is gone and started and gone, I'm like I'm late, and then I just look like the the idiot that showed up, you know, to the party late and yeah, it's already over. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Those, pan- those pancakes did look good though. I didn't see it on Patreon. Oh, you're talking about a Patreon on, on, oh, di- on the, no. dis- the Discord. Oh, yeah, don't worry about the Discord. You can come in whenever you want. Yeah, okay. There's, there's no, there's no. Oh, expect. you mean actually in Patreon, the videos no, I, and stuff? 
No, I meant in the Facebook page. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be on there. Oh yeah, that'll be me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not even gonna be on there that much. But no. we we are 100 percent in Patreon, talking and chatting, yes. and easy to reach. I see and, what you're like, saying. We've gotten Patreon messages just since we sit here that, right. that we'll go through. Also for Patreon, we're gonna do. You know how to figure out how to do it. We're gonna probably do like monthly family sit downs with everybody, and just it'll just be Patreon only. Yeah. Not, not nothing recorded, but we can um, we can join kind of like Zoom through Patreon. Yeah. And just kind of chill. So so that'll be coming as well. Sounds fun. So we'll probably do those once a month or maybe twice a month. I don't know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. I'm gonna we'll do a poll. Another note. Poll. Poll for family time. I mean that's what we'll call it. Is that a good name? Family time? Sure. Virtual bottle share. Everyone grab a bottle and VBS. There you go. Some VBS. Not the VBS I grew up grew up with. <laughs> I think I like VBS better. <laughs> this is a better VBS than the VBS I grew up with. All right, cool. Uh, That's all I got. So I hope everybody had a great Halloween. Thank you for coming along. Thank you for the sport. Just by being here, you make it all worth it. Yep. All right. It feels funny saying it sober, but can you hit that button? I can't. Thanks. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.